What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So jumping right in, I want to start with a congratulations to Yadier Molina. He got his 2,000th career hit yesterday. I mean, it's rough when you don't have any fans in the stands um, already because it's hard to get that adrenaline flowing. But it would have been really nice for him to have fans in the stands because he would have definitely gotten a standing ovation. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's a lifelong Cardinal, um, you know, one of the most decorated players in Cardinals franchise history. Getting his 2000th career hit, it would have been nice if he could have gotten it in front of the fans. But, you know, you're talking about a guy who, who has a very good case for the Hall of Fame just simply due to his longevity, not because he was like some kind of phenomenal player, but, you know, he, he I mean, he was a good player, but he played for such a long time with the same team has, you know, World Series rings and uh, is a leader and was considered the best catcher in baseball for, for quite some time. You know, just definitely like the best catcher um, in base, defensive catcher in baseball uh, for a generation. So, I mean, 2,000 hits for a guy who was not known for his bat, at least for the beginning of his career, had a really rough time hitting and then made himself a better hitter over the last um you know, over the last few years or last several years, actually. But um, it's, it's a good accomplishment. It's a very good accomplishment. So congratulations to Yadi Molina. He adds that to his resume. And, um, yeah, a team player. He's, he's really a definition of a team player. But, um, yeah, earlier this year, he actually reached his 2,000th game um, played with the Cardinals. So he's had 2,000 hits, he's played 2,000 games, all with the same team, uh, all the gold gloves he's won, all those things, uh, just Cardinals icon. But the Cardinals get a 4-2 win over the Brewers at Bush Stadium uh, on Thursday night in St. Louis. Uh, in that game, Dylan Carlson, the rookie, homered and drove in three, and he, he, he got the bulk of the offense going. If we stay in the Midwest, it seems like I'm talking about the Midwest a lot these days, but we'll stay in the Midwest and the Indians you know, over in Cleveland, they sweep the White Sox and they tighten that AL Central race. So the Cleveland Indians have now won five straight and they've climbed to within one game of the White Sox in the AL Central and two games behind the Twins in the AL Central. And I mean, there, there was always speculation about the Indians struggling offense ever since the season got underway, but... Right now, their bats have caught fire. I mean, they're backed by Jose Ramirez, who is their spark plug. And they got a 5-4 win over the White Sox yesterday. I mean, they're coming off, fresh off back-to-back -back victories through walk-off homers, coming into the series finale against the White Sox. And just when it looked like they'd be counted out for yesterday's game, they had a three-run deficit in the seventh, then... You saw Cesar Hernandez and Jose Ramirez give timely two-out RBI hits, which helped lead the Indians to a 5-4 victory. So that's a four-game sweep of the White Sox. So that, that's obviously going to make up a lot of ground in the standings, and that's what they've done now. They've moved to one game behind the White Sox for the Central with three games left to play. So, um, I mean, starting today for the weekend, you have the White Sox going to face the Cubs, and then the Twins are going to match up against the Reds, and the Indians are going to host the P Pirates. So 
it's going to be this is going to be an interesting final series of the regular season. We'll see how things go, but the Indians have all the momentum in the world right now. Zach plays Zach. Uh, he went six and two thirds, struck out seven, but he did give up four runs. But you know they got the win. That's really all that matters. But Jose Ramirez has really made a strong push for the AL MVP uh, over his last twelve games. He's hitting four twenty six with eight homers, eighteen ribbies, a fifteen oh two OPS. I mean he's got two multi homer games in the past week, and he's leading the major league baseball leaderboard in wars he, he's on in war fangraphs war he has a 3.3 fangraphs war that leads all of major league baseball so he's made, he's made a really strong push and uh yeah that's that but yeah that that's what happens in in cleveland that's what's happening in cleveland walker bueller returned he's healthy ready to go for the dodgers playoff push he had been he had been um out for some time with injury um, but he returned last night as the Dodgers clinched home field advantage for as long as they play this year, even in a neutral bubble site. <laughs> so not that it really matters, but, uh, Bueller came off the IL for his final tune-up. He threw four scoreless innings as the Dodgers defeated the A's five to one yesterday in LA. He didn't go as deep as they originally hoped, but he struck out sixth, only allowed one hit and... The blister on his right index finger held pretty steady. He said the finger wasn't an issue at all. So, yeah, with the win, the Dodgers are now 40-17. and 17. They would serve as the home team throughout the postseason, including the World Series if they advance, but not that it really matters, except for the fact that they would bat last in all three games of the Wild Card Series, in games 1-2-5 of the Division Series, 1-2-6-7 of the um, NLCS and World Series. So, yeah. Um, what else? Corey Seager homered yesterday. Kike Hernandez, RBA single. Just a typical nice Dodgers win. Alex Gordon is set to retire at the end of the season. And I saw this, I was like, wow. Yeah, I mean, great player. Royals icon. I was talking about Yachty at the beginning of, of the episode. Alex Gordon, another player that spent his entire career with one team. That's rare. And, you know, he's one of the best Royals players of all time. I mean, a guy who came up to the big leagues and, and kind of struggled when he f first came up, but they were patient with him, and he made himself into a very good player. It's an all-star caliber player. He had a four- or five-year stretch where he was an all-star, very good, you know, um, got a World Series ring with the with the Royals there in 2015. And, I mean, what, what more could you really ask for? Seven-time Gold Glove Award winner in left field. A guy who made the transition from third base to left field came up as a third baseman. Number two overall pick in the 05 draft. You know, that position switch, you know, uh, really, really was what turned the page for him. He found a home in left field and became one of the best in all of baseball. But, I mean, he definitely has left his mark on Royals franchise record books. I mean, third in walks, fourth in homers all time, first in leadoff homers, uh, fifth in doubles, fifth in extra base hits, things like that. But, yeah, all those gold gloves is really where he, I mean, seven-time Gold Glove Award winner. Uh, he, he's the industry standard on how to play outfield defense. If you want to play outfield defense, especially corner outfield, you look at Alex Gordon. So, yeah, he's going he's gonna to retire at the end of the season. Um, he's going to call it a great career. So congratulations to Alex Gordon, 14-year career, a very good one at that. And, yeah, 36 years old. He has four more games in the Royals 
Well, three more games in a Royals uniform, actually. So, yeah. So, Corbin Burns. Uh, so, this dude had a breakout season this year, but he, he, he finishes the year. Well, he had an early exit yesterday against the Cardinals, but he now has just one inning less than what he needed to qualify for that ERA title. Um, which is a bummer, but I mean, he still had a good year. He had a good year. Um, he had to exit the game because something going on with his back, like an injury or something. And obviously you don't want to end the season banged up, but that's just how it ended up for him. Um, if he could have gone one inning more, he could have qualified for that ERA title, but you know, he fought for 11 outs with, you know, his best stuff, stuff on the biggest night of his breakthrough season. But he was forced to get off the mound with the athletic training staff on his side um, because of an injury. But three and two-thirds innings with three earned runs. So his ERA rose to 2.11, um, but he was stuck at 59 two-thirds innings, just one shy of what he needed to rank among the league's qualifiers, assuming the Brewers play all 60 games, which they probably will. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, we'll see if they bring him in for like one more inning or something over the next three games. It's possible the Brewers do that, actually, just to get three outs if he's healthy. Um, nobody ruled it out, but we'll see. The Astros have cut their magic number down to one. They hit four homers in a series opening win at Texas. They defeated the Rangers 12 to four in the first game of that series they're trying to get to that second playoff spot in the al west just the magic number of one now um you know they hope to get there over this weekend but four homers yesterday springer bregman altuve reddick all went deep and yeah that was just what the doctor ordered for the astros but um Kristen javier he capped a strong season he allowed three runs over five and two thirds and he finished with a a regular season ERA of three, four, eight, pretty good. I mean, he's gonna likely be in the bullpen if, if uh, the not the Yankees. I'm sorry. If the Astros, you know, get to that wild card series, which they probably will. But he had he had a good season as a starter for the Astros, who needed a lot of help in that rotation after Verlander went down and, and you know they dealt with some injuries and stuff like that. But that's gonna do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.